All right. Well, blended family, we have an amazing, amazing show about to happen today. We have Naja Hall on the line with us all the way from, correct me if I'm wrong, are you in Miami or New York? Is Which one is which one? Today, at this very moment, I am in Harlem, New York City. All right. All right. Yes. New York City, making the connection with Houston, Texas. Man, it's going to be a dynamite show, guys. All right. So you know me. We're going to go through a few things. Then we're going to jump right in, allow you to start commenting. But before we start, I got to remind you, you got to share this. All right. Share it. Share it often. Why? This is something that people need to hear, especially those that are in blended families, thinking about starting a blended family or are in one. And if they're in trouble, you know what? Don't put them on blast. Messenger it to them. I mean, text it to them. But I'm letting you know people need to hear what we're going to be talking about today. I have, again, Naja Hall, noted author speaker, expert on blended families. She has an amazing platform that, you know, thousands and thousands of people are tapping into for some great resources. So um, I can't wait to talk about this. But again, I want you to share it. Don't forget to share it. If you're wondering a little bit, it's your first time and you want to Naja Hall's people dialing in or it's a new person to the blended family playbook, let me give you just a bit of a background on me. <laughs> All right. So here we go, Naja. Here's my story. Naja knows this, but again, this is some good stuff, right? So how, <laughs> yes. where did it come from, right? How am I the blended family guy? Well, here's how it is. Um, um, wow. Our anniversary is April 14th. We'll, we would have been married. We'll be married 17 years, Naja. Okay, 17, 17 years. 17 years, 25 years. How inspiring. Yes, I'm telling you, you can make it. If we can make it, you can make it. How long have you and your husband been married? We, uh, in August, it'll be two years. So we're babies. Oh, oh no, but you know what? Um, Naja, as I know for certain, at two years, that almost can feel like 10 years in yes. terms of the, the, the amount of, um, they, they call it stress, and stress is good, right? nothing wrong with stress it, it can be right. good or bad fashion but the average blended family can take on the life of a family that um you know you, you multiply that by two to three years for each year you'd be married because absolutely. Of, you, you do you agree would you agree with that absolutely absolutely just um with my situation i walked into a ready-made family i was not invited i was not expected but oh here i am and right. um like you said, the word stress. And stress can be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I think there, you know, there was just discomfort, transition, um, the devastation of a divorce, or like I um, referred to it, the death of a family had just happened. So our marriage was not born. You know, it was born because a tragedy happened with another family. Had that tragedy not happened, I, you know, we would have never existed. Um, and I, it, it, I had to come to understand that. You know, I, like I told you, like I said, I wasn't invited wasn't welcome, wasn't part, wasn't expected to join this Hall clan. My, my last name is Hall. And, uh, you know, so that took a lot of um, flexibility. Sure. It took time and it's still taking time because as you know, as you know, Mr. Blended Family Guy, that the average family takes five to seven years to blend. Some, yeah. And I don't really think a lot of us really blend. 
we're kind of just are walking in a linear path and just trying to figure it out and just make it. And my goal is just to make, I don't, I don't want you to just make it. I want you to thrive. You know, I want it to be good. I want you to be happy and excited and embrace this thing. So, yeah. No, I, you, you're spot on. And I want to touch on that because I think a lot of people don't understand that every blended family, when you have to look at it from the stark reality, was born mm -hmm. out of, right? People don't have a child or have children with the intent of, yeah, I'm going to break up with this person in a few months, right. years, or I was expecting this person was going to pass away um, or some tragedy was going to mm. happen. The average right. family, 100% of the time, I mean, most of the time, 100% of the time, was born out of some type of pain. And right. can face that head on, knowing that it allows, like you said, <laughs> for you not to just exist, but to actually really start blending. Yes. All right. So, hey, Taria, how are you doing? Taria Hodge. Hi, oh, Taria. What's going on, Taria? And I see Taria has also shared this already. And uh, like, oh, thank you, Taria. She's, she's putting out those oh, comments. She's she is sharing notes. Yes, Taria. All right, sis. Tell you. All right. So, family, I want you to know, and I'm going to say this uh, several times throughout the broadcast. Now, Taria, I can't tell you now. You got to wait till you're about 30 minutes in. But Naja has an amazing book called Girl Bye. I have three books that are going to be autographed by Naja. But the only way that you can have that book right there, Girl Bye, <laughs> is you have to comment, right? And you have to share. Now, how can I tell you share? Of course, I know with Facebook. I know that you shared it on your platform or Instagram. I know that you shared it on your platform by you either doing a repost and tagging me and Nasha, but that's the only way you can get an autographed copy of one of her books. And she's going to be mailing that directly to you. So I just want you to know, Hey, and Oh, I see we have some more people on. All right. Uh Oh, we have Tamara and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Tamara. I will tell you my name and Naja's name, our names get massacred quite a bit. So I just want all the time. Offer Miss Grimsley, Tamara Grim, Tamara or Tamara Grimsley. All right, all right. So Tamara, thank you for joining. I really sincerely appreciate you. And I see we have Nadia Miles. Hi, how are you doing, Nadia? Thank you for joining. It's going to be an amazing show. Hey, Nadia. <laughs> Nadia is a visiting black member. What's up, girl? What's up, Nadia? <laughs> Thank you for joining. All right. And then, oh, we have somebody else. We have Sherry Lott. And she already has that hashtag, girl by. Yes, yes. Girl by. <laughs> hey, Sherry. <laughs> All right. I'm you know what? They keep coming in. All right. We got we got Mrs. Michelle. Michelle Haley. Michelle, thank you. Mrs. Come on. Come on. All right, man. This is going to be an absolutely phenomenal yes phenomenal um program i can't wait i can't wait to get, you know here, here we go all right so you know we got miss adams already saying hello i'm telling you it's gonna be it's gonna be a great great show oh man i keep I, they keep coming in you got some you have some strong strong followers so here know, we blended oh. and black they come out and support i just when you guys see me looking down i'm on my phone sharing the video so i'm paying attention but um 
you know, so make sure you share it because that's what I'm doing. Like as we speak, I'm sharing this video because we don't want uh, we don't want to get started and get into the meat of it. And then you're just tuning in, you know, so. That's right. That's right. And, and look, Rochelle, she let me know. Rochelle said, look, I'm just letting you know it, it's Rochelle. Don't don't call me Miss Adams throughout this broadcast. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha, Rochelle. Gotcha, Rochelle. All right. And then we have Miss Crockett, Tanisha Crockett. Hello. Hello. All right. All right, man. We got him coming in. Hey, how are you doing, Sherry? Hey, All Sherry, right. girl. What's going on, Miss Lott? What's happening, girlfriend? Share that with that hashtag blended in black. We want to blow up blended in black and another thousand followers just from today's broadcast. That's what it's about. Um, man, so Naja, one thing that I believe yes. in, and we talked about this um, during our earlier conversations, you know, um, I heard this first from one of my good friends, Tristan Sutton, and he said, you know, all ships rise. And it just alludes to the fact that, you know what? There's enough out there for all of us. I want to share your platform because I can't reach certain people that you can invite. Right. But I love cross blending platforms. So I, I just wanted to say, oh, and I see that Rochelle, she has been blended for almost nine years. Rochelle, nine years. I, oh, I, girl. you're past the point of, um, I'll say that critical that critical moment when it can either go bad or go extremely right. Um, I, and, and we're going to talk about this, Nasha, because it, it was about year, it was about year four or five for us. And every family dynamic is different, but I've noticed once you can get past that five to seven year mark as a blended family, you, you normally are sitting on good, good paths, a good, right. good framework. So, um, uh, shout out to you, Rochelle, for nine years. That's awesome. Tim Watson, right. man. Okay, we got another. Hey, Tim. That is Mr. Blincredible, right? What's up, Tim? Me and Tim are, are going to be hooking up here soon. What's man. up, Tim? So, so am I invited to? Oh, am I here, invited? how about we do? How about we do Blincredibles, blended in black, and the blended family guy sometime in april or may we got it. we'll make it happen we shall make, make it happen let's make it happen all right uh, and to another point that you said you said that if you if you can make it to around year seven in your blended family then it's pretty much smooth sailing from there well the average first marriage lasts about seven years and so you know i think that's something to say about that first marriage um, you're not blended. It's just you and your partner and the child that you have together. Um, that could the, the potential for that to end is about fifty percent. So there's something about that seven year itch. I believe that's what the old folks call it, right? So we just make it past your seven. I we're we're kind of sort of good, but you're seventeen years in the game. So seventeen years and took the word divorce out of the dictionary of the Holmes family, right? There is yes. no. We don't even know what that is. It's like it, it doesn't resonate. Um, mm. We just we don't. Now we'll tell you the first two or three years I was at that point. Um, yeah. The first five or six years I, I had another bout with it and it was me. Now I thank God for my wife who and y'all the reason why my amazing amazing wife Crystal is not on the phone. She um, on some Sunday she does not only our church but then she'll go to another church 
um, that uh, another amazing church that um, has a mm. youth. She does their music. So um, I was looking forward to meeting Crystal. I watched some of you guys' previous videos, and I love you all together. And she oh. is a biological mother and a stepmother, so she has a lot to teach as well. She does, yeah, because see, we're going to touch on one of these very soon, and I and I look forward to having you back, Naja, because yes, we took on something that I thought was uh, it was hard at first. Is an eighteen-year-old Andre? He's our son, and I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you, he was homeless at the time. Um, had a very difficult upbringing with abuse on all sides and from all levels and from quite a few of his own family and we took him in and at the time my daughter i think was going into her junior year and so she right was now, 16 or 17. she was 16 or 17 when we took on andre who was homeless and we blended the family again and that was another you know, and again, that this this new blended family dynamic was created out of pain, but right. we got him enrolled in school. And I'll say he he got himself enrolled in school. We just provided the support system for him to happen. He did that on his own. I give him credit. Um, but I'll tell you, you want to live that blended family life. It is not it, it's 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 no punk. Right. You can't it. it you got to You got this thing is real, guys. You want to it's have real. an incredible blended family, not one on the surface, not one where you post the nice, beautiful quotes, right? right. Not, not right. the good, beautiful quotes. Because it is not all about those quotes. It's not about t-shirts. It is about um, exploring your pain and being honest and acknowledging the other people in the family and um, admitting your wrongs and being very flexible. It's about flexibility, dedication, and respect. Like the one thing I always say is, you know, um, I deal a lot with um, divorcees, people going through divorce, people trying to blend second marriages, mothers and stepmothers. They are the demographic that I probably speak to the most. And, you know, us women, we got we got this territorial thing going on. And I always tell women, I said, look, if you can just try to build a relationship based on boundaries and respect, you ain't got to be friends. Definitely don't want you to be enemies. You, you don't have to do that. But if you can just focus on boundaries and respect, we would get so far. And um, I know a lot of people get offended, but you say, hey, um, if you could stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Find yourself a lane and appreciate that lane and love it. The yeah. problems that happen and the conflict that we have in our blended families is when somebody is somebody's out of their lane. Now, one thing about it, our roles are interchangeable. If your children are in my home, for the weekend, you know, like it, or or for a holiday, or they're visiting, or what? Not visiting. I'm sorry. If they're in their other home, um, you don't get to dictate what happens there, and vice versa. When the children are you with you, I don't get to dictate. So we each have our lane, and we each have boundaries, and we butt heads when you start stepping in others. So that's the one thing that I would say. And if you cannot do that, you're you're in for it. You're, you're going to cause your family and yourself and your children. So much unnecessary pain, um, probably irre irreversible pain. So that's my tangent. Ooh, this is gonna be some good stuff, y'all. Okay, so all right, so Naja, you got your. And, oh, I see Michelle just made a comment. She said it's been twelve years, and mine just went bad this year. Um, can she tell us about what happened? Can you type out what happened, Michelle? I kind of want to know what's going yeah. on. Maybe we can help. <sighs> 
and I know she's going to type it. And we got some more coming in. All right, Rochelle. I know in, in Rochelle is right. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, no pumps allowed. And if you want to I am, if you want to I am nausea, please do that, Michelle. Okay. But man, oh, and I love this one. You better have an upgraded prayer life. Sherry, you're spot on. Again. Ooh. I'm telling y'all, and 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 with that upgraded prayer life, you better have some upgraded accountability partners because you're gonna want to check out sometimes. And if you don't have a friend that says, you know what? No, you're staying in this. I was at your wedding. I was the best man. I was the, the matron of honor. And no, I wasted 500. You're not going to tell me I wasted thousands of dollars flying to your destination wedding. And you wanted to. Oh, no, 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 no. See, you got to have. You're going to pay me my money back. I said, you're going to give me my money back now. That's right, Nacha. And, and so you have to not only have that upgraded prayer life, you better have an upgraded friends list, okay? That's real talk. That's real talk. Naja, I'm, I'm so deeply, deeply excited about this because I want to touch on the childhood trauma yes. and what you mean. And I think you started even tiptoeing into that just a few moments ago, um, how the lack of deploying patience and mm -hmm. kindness and learning to walk, run, crawl in your own lane can damage a child from an already traumatic experience of a divorce right. or separation. So let's get into that. Let's dig into that, Naja. What, what did you mean by that? So, um, well, a child that grows up in a single parent home or that is experiencing a divorce, they're seeing one of their parents displaced from the home, um, that is a trauma for them. Um, a few weeks ago, I, I there's a study, this awesome study done by this sister uh, I forget her name, doctor or something. I forget her name. I'm so sorry. But she talked about um, childhood onset traumas. And there was a list. There's basically like a quiz that you can take. There's 14 questions on there. And some of the questions are, um, number five is, did your parents divorce? Um, one of them is, did you see physical abuse happening? Were you hungry? Were you homeless? Were you sexually abused? Now, divorce is one of those things on there and watching abuse so mm. if you have experienced a divorce then you score that that's one point for you on the on the childhood um, trauma quiz and then she tells you about resilience how do you re develop a resilience because just i know somebody that scored a 14 out of 14. every single thing that has that happened that was on that quiz they checked yes this happened to me but this person is resilient now not everybody possesses that so what happens when you're not resilient and you're not able to heal from that in a positive way, you develop coping mechanisms. And some of those coping mechanisms are called narcissism, borderline personality disorder. You too become an abuser of any kind, whether it's sexual, emotional, um, like verbal. These things are passed on because it's coping mechanisms. So the things that we are showing our children right now at this very moment you're teaching them how to cope with conflict so if your child is watching you um cope with conflict by beating on another person more than likely this they will adapt this as their learned behavior and vice you know and so on and so so forth so this is where these traumas come from now one thing i'll say is all of us have have childhood trauma whether it's real or perceived i was a very sensitive child for example extremely sensitive i mean 
I, you know, I'm, I'm a cancer, by the way. So, you know, y'all know we're just super mushy people. Um, and some of the things that I interpreted are um, as, as happening to me. In adulthood, thank God I've, I've developed the foresight and just the education enough to know, okay, these are not things that are normal coping mechanisms. For example, if you didn't hug your child enough, then your child might grow up to be cold in their relationships or they might overcompensate by being over physical with the people in your life. So different people handle different things different ways. But I can guarantee you the person that you're having issues with in your life right now, something was planted in them in their childhood. And if you are astute enough and if you care enough, then you'll try to dig through that and help them to unearth that. Now, most people don't know that they have the issue or they don't want to just deal with it. And so they go on living and walking as victim. They become, they live their life as a victim, which most of us want to do. Because, you know, Marcus, if somebody hurts me, I want to tell my whole story. I want you to know how you made me feel, what you did to me. I want you to apologize over and over and over again. Um, people don't know how to take responsibility and accountability, especially as adults. But um, the one thing about it is we, we're, if you walk around right now as a victim, that means you're going to raise some little victim. Your kids gonna be victims. They're gonna get into relationships and and live as victims, and they won't be able to have successfully balanced um, situations because you are not. So I hope that answered your question. No, that's that's I think something. Let's let's dig let's dig the hooks into that again because we've got to challenge our listeners um, on this one, right? Because too often, and we're seeing it so much in society today, is right. nobody to own their stuff. Right. It. Mm. You gotta now in my mind sometimes I want to say that other that other word, but y'all gotta own your stuff. Right. And point is until you do, you walk in in these little victim subplots of your life, right? right. Until you, you it, it's always like you're living a soap opera in certain areas of your life when you're a victim. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna tell you, we have got to start owning our our issues and, and i say it like this and, and this is where um i heard this from td jakes now it's probably been 20 years ago Nasha, but he said something that was so profound and it's always stuck with me he said that i know people that have been molested when they mm. were they were child and they grew up fine they're right. adults and they're fine their success is an indictment against anyone else's failure so somebody else has made it that means that you know what i can't live and waddle in self-pity and this victim mentality because you know what i'm now passing along that dna to my child and it's being right. infused in my relationships and guess what right. you're gonna have a horrible victimized relationship if, unless you don't so nausea love that you're touching on that in the whole childhood trauma y'all we've got to do better by our children we just must. Right. We got out of the way. So, Naja, do you have any more? Oh, wait a minute, Naja. I, I, let's see. I think, I think, our friend just gave us. Ooh, I think she did. Here's Miss Michelle. Hold on, man. We got some comments coming through. So here is what she said. Let's read this. You want to go ahead and read that, Naja? Okay. So earlier, Michelle um, let us know that she had she's been uh, blended for about twelve years now and things kind of sort of just got bad. I believe that's how she, she put it, right? 
So yep. Michelle says it's now started to turn into a court situation after 13 years of loving a child. It's a lot more to the situation, but now she is not talking to us. I'm assuming she's talking about the biological mother. We have, or the stepdaughter, I believe. We haven't talked to him in two years. She refused to show up at court for the process that she started. Oh, so from my interpretation, there's a biological mother that is alienating um, her stepson from the family and now she's not showing up to court. So Michelle, you cannot let this infect and affect your marriage, okay? Like, we have things as, as people in blended families, we have factors outside of our household that can really come and creep into your house, into your mind, into your bedroom, into your partner's psyche and cause a major separation. Please do not allow that to happen. If this court process happens, you talk about that with the attorneys and bring this and don't bring this into your home. I hope you're not doing that. I hope you're not letting a person that is seemingly bitter and unhappy throw that energy over there on you. It cannot be that easy. It cannot be that simple. Don't let don't let that happen. I, I'm begging you yeah, not to let that happen. I completely agree and I'm I'm speaking to you, Michelle, right now. Michelle, do not let this affect your marriage. Do not let it affect your husband. Be a covering for him. Pray for him. Because again, I I, I know the bitterness, and that's why Michelle, I hope you got that girl by book. All right, y'all, I want you to share this because I know that y'all need this book. I'm giving away three free copies of the book that are going to be signed by Naja, but you got to be active, all right, on this on this feed, on this Facebook Live, and you got to share, all right? So I just want you to know that, Michelle, I'm praying that this does not impact your marriage, not one minute forward, and you just be that that covering. Your husband is a covering for you. I know it's hard, but I'm going to tell you, You've made it this far. Y'all can't give up now. All right. So Michelle, can I give her some advice real quick? Please. So Michelle, you know, everybody, Tim, you're married. Michelle is married. I'm married. And um, so we're grown folks on this post. So um, I made a video a while ago and it, it was titled use your fool as your fuel. So anytime you feel this woman about to come into your household, your marriage, use that as a bonding experience between you and your mate. Please use it as a bonding experience. And this might sound kind of corny, but anytime she sends a nasty text message, makes a nasty phone call, he tries to call his son and she blocks that from happening. Go love on your person. Now, at first it might be kind of odd because you're pissed off and he's in a weird way, but we developed this into a habit. Do that. Physical touch means so much. Uh, affirmations of love means so much. So when you see that happening, you got to fight that. Fight off that hatred with love between you and your husband. And I'll, I'll DM you some ways if you need some tips. <laughs> but try that, do that, Michelle, do that. That's that's one thing I can tell you that you can start doing tonight, right now, today. That's it, that's it. That's No, that's great stuff. I Use mean, your fool as your fool, fuel. Let that fool, that acting a fool, let that fuel you. Fight to love, fight to be in love and stay in love. Use that as motivation. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. Use your fool as your fuel. Man, that, man, y'all, I'm telling y'all, this is some good stuff. We, it's, it's going down, y'all. All right, it's going down. I want to I share something else. Look at this one. Um, and this is from, and I, and I want to touch on this because it's so true. All right, 
my parents showed me how not to not to own out stuff but i'm fearful for now following in their footsteps but i see it with my siblings y'all so this is where the childhood trauma comes in this yes. is where the trauma, trauma comes in and so you know um rochelle i hope i rochelle i'm so glad you're transparent because y'all there are some things that i went through as a child that i can choose to either own and overcome or yeah. uh, play the play the well, that's the way I was raised. But I'm liking the fact that you're owning it, Rochelle, and at least you're now saying, you know what? Hey, I need I need I need to make sure I'm doing something about it, buffering it and not making sure I'm passing it down to my children. Nasha, anything on that? So when she said, um, you know, talking about our parents, there's a section in Girl By where I focus on the people that taught you how to be who you are. And just about a few minutes ago, we also talked about handling conflict. Most of the time we learn how to handle conflict from our mothers, fathers, aunties, whomever your adult figures were in your life. And so what Miss Adams said was my parents taught me that. One thing about it, your parents were imperfect people living in an imperfect world. I'm not making excuses for them, but they made some mistakes. My parents made some mistakes. So when I got to the point to where I could, um, I, I came into my own in adulthood, I decided that some of the things that I learned in my childhood, I was going to keep with me because I was going to take them and teach my kids. But some things I was going to leave back in Memphis in 1993. It ain't coming with me into my future. So lucky for you, you recognize that your siblings are doing it, Miss Adams. You're not. You are not. You are not that. You can pick and choose now because you're grown. You can pick and choose what you want to take with you into the next phase of your life. Wow. This is. And there was a yeah. question on there that somebody asked. It disappeared, so I couldn't see I'm, it. I'm going to bring it back. Oh, oh, okay. it's right here. oh, it's right here. There you go. Here's the next one. Okay. Hey, Nadia. Hey, Nadia. So Nadia says, how can you love on your partner, though, when you're pissed with their actions in a situation as well? I find myself not saying anything for several days instead. I know it's not healthy, but I'm trying to retrain my habits. Well, you got it right, Miss Miles. You said I got to retrain my habits because you're not serving anybody walking around as a prisoner in your own house. You you realize you're putting yourself in a prison, right? You can't say nothing and you walking around with your lip poked out and the rest of the world is going on. And this person that's pissed you off is happy. They are living that life. And, I just, and they know that they're affecting you unless you've shown them different. One of my things has always been to... Um, show and exude happiness and exude love and you're saying well basically i know what you're asking me how in the world can i want to give a person a kiss and i'm pissed off at them do it do it you do it that's how you go as a matter of fact nadia if, if he's there go do it right now <laughs> do it not that's how you do it you go sit there you, you like i said it's something that you develop into a habit because you've developed the habit of walking around for days giving your spouse the silent treatment so now we have to change that. It's a matter of making a decision. We all decided to be in this blended family situation. Now, most of us didn't know the heartache and the pain and the, and the new adult trauma that it would entail. But this is our life. This is our situation right now. And ain't none of us getting out of this. Everybody that's watching right now, none of us are getting out of it. So Nadia, I'm telling you the way to do that is start. If you, if you don't want to touch that person, start with a positive affirmation. Say something nice because one thing that I don't want you and your partner to do is walk around in each other's presence mad at one another. The enemy loves that. He loves to see 
this, you know, and I don't, you, you don't have to be a Christian person watching this, but I'm going to say the devil. For those of us that know who, who that is or whatever religion you practice, you know who the devil is. The devil loves divorce. He loves strife. He loves to see you not talking and touching because that way he can come in between you and slither in between you and put stuff in your mind and your spouse's mind. And then he's planted these seeds and he started to win. So Nadia, if you can't go up and kiss that man, you just say, hey, listen, um, just, let's go get a drink. You want something to eat? Can you go get me something? And you just start off with a positive affirmation. Just that's that one action that I want you to, to go do right now, Nadia. And put a thumbs up if you're going to go do it right now so I can see it. Yeah, Nadia. Yeah, Nadia, for all of us to see. Thank you, everybody. Kiss. Don't give him a kiss. <laughs> Mooch. Give him a big one. I mean, come on. <laughs> So I promise so, you, if you go do that, you've been walking around for three days and Marcus has been married for 17 years. Marcus, you know how it is. If, you, if there's an issue in your marriage and your wife is pissed off at you, if she comes up and kiss you, what you going to do? You going to smile? Like said. <laughs> I'm going to smile. I'm going to oh, you ready? I mean, <laughs> guys, we always ready. I'm talking about, oh, you want to kiss? Oh, oh, you ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me, take, let, let me get exactly. maybe somebody else's house. Let's go. So exactly. you're right. See? These men, they're waiting on us women. They're waiting on us. And most of the time, the holdup is us because we stay in our own heads more than they do. They've moved on and they're thinking about the game or something else, you know? Like, men know how to refocus. Even if he has to go to court tomorrow and he hasn't spoken to his kids in six months, and like, he still know how to, he knows how to compartmentalize and refocus. We're the ones that walk off pissed off, walk around pissed off. And when you do that, you get wrinkles and cellulite. Look at me. I don't have any wrinkles. I don't have any cellulite because I don't worry. I don't do it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. So this is good. This is good. Okay. So so Nadia. Yes. Nadia. Uh, said. <laughs> okay, with the thumbs up. Okay, that's good, Nadia. All right. Yeah. All right. We're making it work. So and you know I want to touch on something as well because I didn't realize I was doing this. I'm the one that gets quiet and sullen, and I used mm. to be. It's I'm you. Oh, it was me. My wife checks me. She, I'll, I'll walk around and be like, okay, you know what? I'm just not going to say nothing. And I realized this. That's manipulation. Yeah. So a lot of times, them bad habits are you trying to manipulate your spouse into, pun into doing what you want. In excess, you're still punishing them. Yes. Manipulation. And we've got to stop that. So I was the one nausea, and I admit it, because my wife, she's like, you got to get better. My recovery time nausea over the last 17 recovery years. Recovery time, yes. See, I, I had a horrible recovery time. It would be two, three, four, five days. And I had to realize uh -huh. I was taking stuff that was a two on the value chain and on the, man, you know, the, the it's wrecking my day thing. I'd have it as a 10 when it was really a two. How did I recognize that nausea? I started, I, I got a marriage counselor that actually fit me and was willing to call me to the carpet on the fact that marcus you can almost be a little obsessive compulsive your oh. wife oh right. oh so, so nausea i'm letting y'all know right now guys if you don't have if if you don't have the money to get a marriage counselor and or or pay a nausea hall or a marcus holmes to coach you we offer so many free resources so i'm going to touch on this right now uh oh uh oh, Michelle Hayes said, "Oh wow, I am really guilty of that." 
That's right. We got it. We got it. Let's let's be real. Michelle, you're owning it, Michelle. You're owning it. Own it. Own it. I'm a, now now Nasha. Hold on. Why don't you go ahead and share this a little bit more on your social networks? I got to bring up some of these comments that have been coming through because okay, these I'm are sharing some, right now. Y'all, please I'm, hit the share button, you all. We had some more people um, that love that use your fool as your fuel. Um, man, okay, there we had Taria restated. Guys, I need you sharing this you out there. Yeah, you that fool, that fool in your life will be so upset. And you, and this is something I want you to take with you on your job, um, in traffic, <laughs> in, in your household. Do that, do that, please. Use that please. fool as your fuel. Oh, we got. Hold on. I'm. I'm uh, let me go through this. Oh yes, Rochelle has been a great. Okay. Oh, look, Michelle said great advice, and I'm trying, but I see I might need that book. Hey, Michelle, Michelle, as long as you're sharing it, I don't. I I'll buy you another copy. Um, if if we've already given away the three, um, by the people that have shared it and are commenting, I promise I'll buy you one myself because again. Your marriage is worth the money to buy the book. It pales in comparison, right? I mean, the book price pales in the comparison to saving a marriage that has a ripple effect on your children's children. And it's, uh, can we talk about that? The generational ripple effect of divorce. Mm -hmm. So y'all understand, Michelle, I can't have you going into another divorce or even thinking about it. So if I got to get you to do it, I'll buy the book. So I am, uh, I am Naja. Your address, Naja. Just send me the bill. I'll pay for it. Like we, we, we are the others. Okay. Okay. I will. Okay. And one thing I'll tell you all is, um, when I wrote "Girl Bye," it was, um, it's how to take back your peace, how to take back your own peace. It's not a kiss and makeup situation because let's just be real. The other person that's causing you the conflict, they might not want to kiss you and make up with you. So sometimes you girl buying yourself. You're doing it to yourself. You are taking back your own personal piece. And I, it's a 10-day cl class. I have uh, videos. I decided to do a video class. And I decided to, it's a workbook. It started off as a novel. But I was like, nah, I need you all to do some work. And a lot of things that the people, the, the, the thing that the women that have completed this Girl by series say is, you know, this is like six months of therapy. I really checked myself. There's a, there's a part in the book where I ask you to say her name. Say the person's name that is causing you the conflict because most of us don't say our husband's ex-spouse's name or his child's mother's name. We call her something else. Or most of us will never utter our stepmother's, our children's stepmother's name. We call her something else. So there's a chapter in there by, I want you to start to humanize this woman. And you're not doing this for her. We're not doing this for her. You're doing this for yourself. Because what happens when you dehumanize a person, you start to, you cannot show compassion or empathy for them. You can't do it. That's what they did to the slaves back in the day. They they said the slaves were not human. So that those people that whose moral fibers started to be ticked, like, wait a minute, we're doing this to people. They're like, no, 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 don't worry. They're not people. They started to dehumanize slaves and they call them a third of a human, third of a man. And so they're like, oh, okay, well, they're not really people. So I can beat them, rape them, berate them, um, take their children away right fresh out of the womb. Um, 
when you dehumanize this person in your life that is causing you strife, it's really hurting you and harming you because you cannot see every name but her name. Exactly. You can't see them as a human. Therefore, you can't see their motivations behind the attack or of you. And then you're walking around confused forever. I now see people in my life that have caused me strife. Um, I, I learn their backstory as much as I can. You know, I learn what makes them tick. And I say, oh, okay, you know what? This person had a, a rough childhood or this person has low self-esteem or this person is still reeling from their divorce. Who am I? I, I it's not personal. Then I don't take their t attacks personally anymore. Cause I'm like, I could be anybody. It could be anybody sitting in this seat right now. And so that's what helps, helps you to gain mental clarity and peace. So uh, that's just like one example. So it's 10 days and I need 10 days. Whomever takes this course, there's a secret Facebook group because we are in there talking every day. There's a video series and you, you watch a video and you're filling out every day in the workbook. You're filling out um, something different. There's case studies in there. Um, I want it to be like a real life experience. and I call it the girl by experience. I, it's, what's, it's what I wish I would have had before when I first started dating my husband, when we were just little girlfriend and boyfriend, I wish I would have had something like this. So I could have um, already had the tools in order to cope. So, so that's my spiel on that. This is the girl by experience. Um, how can they access this, Nadja? What do they need to do? Um, you just go to girl by www.girlby.info. Go look at it right now. There's a you get a free chapter. You know you can you can DM me. You can reach out if you have any questions. But yeah, go to www.girlby.girlby.info. Uh, not girlby.com. Okay. Here. Oh, hold on. I'm getting it. Hold yeah. on. I'm getting it. All right. Hold you on. Gotta fix that. Everybody. Girlby.info. Girlby.info. Gotcha. Okay, girlby.info right there. That's it. That's it. All right, good. We talk about childhood trauma, and here lately, um, you know, I'm a family life coach. One thing that I hear from every single client is, um, you know, the first question I ask, who hurt you? Why are you here? Who hurt you? It doesn't even start with their present situation. It goes back to something that mother day or grandmother, something someone planted in them. Because we choose our mates based on what our parents taught us or our, our adults taught us. Choose our mates based on that. So as as much control as you have, or oh, I told that person, you know, mama and your daddy, your grandmother, whoever raised you and auntie, they were a person. They, they were vital in your choice of a mate. Maybe it was something that they were missing that you're looking. Up, you look trying to make up for, it. Um, but I guarantee it affected you. So we, this I, I want I, I I implored everybody. I turned it into a workbook because I said, now let's talk about uh, who made you the way you are. Let's talk about you, and then we're gonna get into the other person. This I, I wanted this experience to be about you, about me, about you. It's about self. It's not about another person because ultimately change it. We can't, you know, you can just not going to do that. So, yes, Nadia, you need to quit playing. Quit playing. Something tells me you're going to be one of the winners. Marcus said he is, um, he's buying three people books. So, 
I think you're probably gonna be one of them. I'm thinking you are. Did you go give your husband that kiss? Because if you're not, then if not, then it's no deal. <laughs> oh, oh boy, oh boy. No, let's see. So um we we have a lot more to dive into it's already 6 45 but you know what i'm the producer and owner of this show so we're gonna go as long as Naja can can talk and as long as you guys are being active um within reason we'll keep going but um guys this is some really really i think sensitive areas that um yeah i want to talk about, right that we really gotta get into and oh here she goes here she did it look Naughty Mouse laughing out loud. She did? Okay. I, okay. Okay. All right. Good. 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 No, this is good. Um, oh, look. And, and see, this is the, the beauty. When you open yourself up for being accountable while being transparent, mm -hmm. it equals deliverance. It equals you putting yourself on a plane that puts yes. you a different level and a different perspective to view everything. So, Najee, you said something. I think a lot of women and men it is so hard for them to actually humanize the person that they have so much anger against but when you do and Najee, i think me and you is um i i want to say coaches and you know therapists and um you know those people trying to help others you get real good at always trying to look at a person's background and and yeah. understand their story because mm -hmm. Something happened in their childhood as to why they're acting this way now. Absolutely. Right? So you got to look at that. So go, go ahead, Najee. I know you wanted to, to chime in on that. Um, oh, look, Michelle says, oh, we got to check ourselves with this book. Yes, this is a self-help book. It's a self-exploration book. I directed it at mothers and stepmothers because I myself am a stepmother and, um, you know, and I'm, I'm very transparent about my own situation. And I came into it, it was a extremely high conflict. And I saw this stuff being directed, this vitriol being directed at me. I'm like, hey, I just got here here. Like I I'm just I just found a great guy. I'm trying to love on him. But one thing I had to do was really try to understand why this was being directed at me. And what is I represented for the person that was thrown in my way. And so once I once I did the exploration and made this person human, I said, Wow. Wow, look, that Tia, Tia, see, Miss Marie actually has the book. And they, that you, who's, um, she sent me a video. And she said, Naja, I had to stop at page 19 because it made me angry. You made me say that person's name. If, if this woman is married to your ex-husband, you need to call her Mrs. So-and-so, so-and-so. A lot of people, we can't acknowledge people for what how they want to be. I'm going to call you that. Uh, Ebony says, I believe that our background and circumstances may have influenced who we are, but we are responsible for who we've become. We absolutely are. And there are some cases, though, when if you had a very, you had a traumatic childhood or you internalized your trauma in, in a different way. Like I said, I'm a, I was a very, very sensitive child. So there was some trauma that I thought maybe that was there that was just kind of normal, but I'm sensitive. I internalized and turned it into something. And in adulthood, I had to realize that it wasn't. You have some people that are coping with childhood trauma now and they did develop a borderline personality disorder. They are now narcissistic. So that means they are not capable of love because they can't attach and form real relationships. They only know how to use people because they themselves never received love. 
um, you have you have sociopaths, and of course, everybody says that it's crazy or narcissist or Aaron or all these names. But you know, some people are actually uh, deal with this stuff. Depression is a very serious thing that a child that does not get get certain things, and depression is very common. It's very very common. It does not get certain habits of love. It, they might become depressed, and it's following all throughout their lives. But one thing that we don't do in our community. And that's why Marcus and I started doing the work that we do is we saw that we were severely under service. And then if you are in a blended family and you already have childhood trauma and adult issues you're dealing with, and now you brought your behind in a blended family, you need some help. You need to go sit on somebody's couch and talk to somebody, do a Skype session, text phone call session, something. And when I wrote the book, I realized that people aren't really doing that. So I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it easy. I'm going to come to you. Here's a workbook. Here's these videos that you have to watch every day that go with the workbook. I need you to fill it out. And then here's a Facebook group if you need some more support. Here's a secret Facebook group if you need some more support. Um, Tia says, I don't know where this is coming from tonight. This is a great conversation. All right. Yeah, y'all. This is about owning it. Own it. Why is this person able to make you so mad? And we haven't even started talking about conflict yet. But why does she make you so mad? Why do you hate her? Why do you hate him so much? But um, there's this quote, there's this quote that's in your by, and it says, everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. I'm going to repeat that. Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. Think about that. Why does this person get under your skin so much? Why? And this is, you know, this is one of those things where we do a lot of self-exploration. Um, I want everybody to come out whole and to come out better. And you know, even if you don't get the book, you know, you, like you, said, you have people like us that are here. We are that run service-based businesses just to do this. And I personally don't turn anybody away, whether you can pay or not. I just, I, I don't have it in my heart. I cannot turn anybody away. Marcus also volunteers hours to work yeah. with families. And this man has been married. The one y'all looking at, he's been married for 17 years. Right. Mm. So, you know, you have a man's perspective, you have a woman's perspective, and it's just, you know, you, you, you can get some help. You can, and we, we even help another in our situation. You know, nobody is beyond that. Everybody, I feel like if you're in a family like ours, you need, a, you, you need to have somebody you can talk to, an objective ear. Absolutely. Hey, mm -hmm. um, you know what, Nacha, I want to make sure that your feed is coming through as amazing as it is. Um, want to make sure, let me make sure, because I'm getting a little choppiness on yours. Are you getting the same on mine? I want to make sure that we're, that everybody's able to hear you. I had somebody IM me on uh, Facebook and they just said, Marcus, your your feed is coming through good, but Naj's is a little choppy. I want to make sure that we uh, still get let me see. Uh, I can see you fine. Maybe okay. it's, is it still doing like, I can't. Yeah, you, you, it's, it's every few seconds. It's like a slight little pause in the video will. Um, now, I'll tell you what, if you want, we can always bring you right back in. Do you want to maybe just try to re, re, recalibrate it? I know sometimes. Uh, not, yeah. You know that looks OK. It looks like it's working now. I think I was just probably moving too much, and I'm pretty far from the Wi-Fi, so I'm still okay. tall, slow. Yeah. No, 
you're good now. Okay, it seems like that might have done it, but um, here we we got some more questions. You know what? This is a great conversation. Um, uh, here it is. Here, uh, okay. Ooh, mm. Man, this is a good one. Uh oh. She's not lying. Uh -oh. So, uh, the quote that the quote that I said, the quote that I read that Ebony is referring to, everything that irritates us about others can lead us to a greater understanding of ourselves. And I was asking why you're so mad. And you're you're mad because, like Ebony said, you see a little bit of yourself in that person. You yep. see some unrefined pieces of yourself. Or you might, and if you're jealous a little, you see more refined pieces of yourself. If you're a second wife, chances are this man that is with you, you have some similarities in the woman that he was with before. So you, you don't want to think that you are like this enemy, this person that caused you all the pain. If you are a biological mother or a first wife and you're not in door city and he's moved on, you see the second wife getting to enjoy all the trappings of this life that you sacrificed for it to be with this man. You were with him when he started that career. You were with him when he was graduating. You gave him his first children. You made his first home with him. Oh, she says, I'm still freezing. Still freezing. Um, still freezing. Yeah. Oh, I, might have to, I might have to move it. Okay. I might have if, to move it. But, you know, um, if you need Nasha, you do that because I can have a little quick station break and let everybody know yes. reach your stuff. Why don't okay, you do give that? me like a two minute break. I'm gonna switch Wi Fi. Give me two minutes. Okay. So guys, Naja's coming back, but I'm about to do some sharing of her pages. So here we go. If you don't know who Naja is, I'm about to show you her page, okay? And we're gonna go ahead. I'm gonna show you that right now. This is what it looks like, okay? This is Naja and her page. Um, you go to blendedandblack.com. This is an amazing page. Now, get this. It's not just for black people. It's just she was serving an underserved part of humanity. But this is, we don't, she doesn't care what race you are. This is for brothers as well as sisters, men as well as women. And so I want you to know this, guys. She's bringing it. We're in a great conversation. Um, follow her on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram as well. And here, let me let me show you what that looks like, right? So you want to follow me on Instagram, you go to right here. I'm going to put that up. You go to Marcus A. Holmes. Here is my Facebook group page. If you run a search in Facebook, it's hashtag strong blend. All the videos are warehoused there as well, as well as a lot of other great content from a male point of view, right? From a male point of view, um, I'm objective. I'm a certified coach. Um, I do want, I hate divorce. I hate childhood trauma. I want the fam, the family is the nucleus of success. And I'm not talking about it in the traditional sense. I'm talking about from a blended family perspective as well, right? Man, we want, I want you to make it. Nausea, she wants you to make it. So, guys, I know you can. Um, and I like that. Ebony, Ebony is a bonus mom. Ebony is real with what she's bringing. She's been a friend to, of my wife for, wow, probably well now over 20 years. Lives here in Houston. Her and her husband are doing great things. 
and she is taking on that role as a blended mom um, and, and is strong in it. And But that's evident. She's just a very strong woman um, anyway and always has been. So, guys, share this broadcast. It's going to be here to be viewed on my YouTube page. You can go to YouTube, just search on the blended family guy. I'm there. Me and Naja, this is not our first time.
That is very odd. Okay, here we go. Wow, guys, sorry about that. Um, I, our, uh, my platform, Be Live, just crashed, but we're back up and running. I had to use my uh, mobile hotspot because it looks like I think it was that, but no, it just kind of crashed. And so, my apologies. Um, so, Najee, you're back on? I'm back on, and I think I'm better. I I'm, think getting a little, I'm getting a little feedback on your end. Um, so, I don't know. Can you guys hear me okay? Because, Marcus, yours is uh, like coming in a little choppy and slow. So, I don't know if it's my internet or what. If it's it, it probably now is my internet, and I'm starting to now think that it wasn't I'll be live on. I had a cable out and I'm looking right now, but uh, you know what look like like in 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 my church, you know broadcast y'all. So that being said, Naja, are you still there? Yes, I can hear. Yeah, I'm here. All right, good. Now I may be a little choppy. I want you to go ahead and still um, talk. Let's let's get into that whole childhood um, trauma. I want to not the childhood trauma, but can we segue into the second portion of what um, we wanted to discuss, and that is the high conflict parent. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay. So now that we have an understanding of childhood trauma and humanizing and dehumanizing a person. Um, now we're going to talk about the high conflict co-parent, the high conflict parent. The thing that categorizes a person as high conflict is they are not able to be civil. Um, they cannot show respect and they don't respect boundaries. They cut off contact or limit or overly supervise communication with the other parent. Um, they undermine the authority of another parent. You would be considered high conflict if you just cannot have a normal conversation about the betterment of your child with the other parent without you being the one to start an argument, start a fight, or if you're just overall disagreeable. A lot of the reasons people might be high conflict is because they're in pain, they're angry, they don't know how to properly deal with or respect their current situation. More than likely, it's an inner it's an inner battle that they're fighting. They're just simply not happy because you cannot be a high conflict co-parent and be a happy human being. You cannot you cannot be a, a high conflict father and be completely happy with where you are in life and accepting of where you are in life. You, you are not accepting that man. I've seen a lot of dads that are high conflict because they're just angry about how much child support they have to pay. Or I only see my child four days a month, but I'm paying $2,000. That's just not fair. So then they become high conflict and disrespectful to the other parent. That is not your job to do. You are not allowed to do that. 
And mothers get the brunt of being called high conflict because let's just be real, more than likely the mother becomes a um, custodial parent. So just in the game of probability, you know, you got a hundred more mothers that are custodial parents. So they have a hundred more opportunities to be called high conflict. So when we see women that are high conflict mothers, women handle conflict a little bit differently from guys because um, a man might be physical. He might have a physical um, method of abuse or physical method of control. And he might be the one paying into the household. And so a mother all of the things that I said, she might do these things. So how do you deal with this? How do you deal with a high conflict personality? Number one, you have to understand them. You got to break it down to the root and see, okay, why is this per person high conflict? Are they high conflict because the divorce was so nasty and so bitter and they're still reeling with anger and hatred? Now, if you know that they are otherwise a person that can handle themselves in situations, but right now they're just angry and seeing your face or hearing from you sets them off, your situation won't be like this always. Chances are, however, this person always had a little bit of high conflict or conflict in them, which is probably why they're an ex now. So chances are this they're already predisposed to being conflicted and you're no longer in the household with them. You're not in a romantic relationship with them. So now you cannot control them. You have zero control over this person and their antics and now they know they can't control you. The thing you do is you don't make, in order to fight off this high conflict, don't respond. You don't have to respond to anything except for what is about that child. If your high conflict biological mother calls you and says, I see you were in Jamaica, but you didn't pay. You, you could have given me that money. You say, may I speak to my child? Or how is so-and-so doing? Shut up, you're stupid, you're ugly. When you calm down, please have the child call me back. In the conversation. You do not verbally spar with a high conflict person because they're, as we spoke about earlier, they're probably in victim mentality. So there's nothing that you could say besides let's work on this relationship. Let's get back together. I'll give you extra money every month or you could drop dead. There's nothing you can say that would appease this person. So you say nothing. You don't give them any ammo. And just remember, it's like you fighting a handicapped person. You know, this person is handicapped by their pain. So, you know, like, let's let's put it in real terms. Like, what if I, you see me fighting a man, a woman in a wheelchair? You see Miss Naja, I'm out here putting on my dukes because a woman in a wheelchair rolled over my toe and I just go and hit her. That would make me a, a pretty awful person, right? Well, if you allow this high conflict personality to make you fight them and you know that this person is not well and they are not processing their pain properly. If you allow them to take you to that place, then you're probably no different than them. And you've let them gain control of the temperament, mess up your day and control the situation. Why would you let a person that does not know how to control themselves control you and your temperament in the whole situation? Don't do that. So that's one of the things. Um, there's a method called the gray rock method where you just completely stonewall. You don't say, not stonewall, you don't say anything. Just don't say anything. If you realize you cannot talk to this person and they are constantly disrespectful and it is giving you anxiety, because let's just be real, it's not cute, it's not comfortable to have to deal with a high conflict co-parent. That's the worst. Like it's the worst thing because they have your child. You have to talk to this person. You're in the business of raising a human healthy human being with this person. Uh, they're your business partner. And so another thing you can do is parallel parent. 
Parallel parenting means there's no contact. What the courts do is they have apps now. Talking wizard, a talking parent, my family wizard. You can use these to communicate solely with that parent. And you can use it in court. Send it right over to your lawyer just in case something happens. And so remember that. And if you are dealing with a high conflict parent, never, ever, ever try to negotiate. One of my favorite phrases, don't negotiate with terrorists. You don't negotiate with a terrorist. You don't give in to their demands because they're going to see what more they can get from you next time. No matter how painful it is, no matter if they're telling your child, and you know, this happened to us one year. Like I said, you all know that I am um, very transparent. This happened to us one year. We went traveled because of my, my stepchildren live in another state. We traveled to that state. It was for our 10-day holiday. We didn't get the kids. We went to the fire station or my husband went to the fire station and just waited and um, had phone calls, even sent the police by to do a wellness check. Now, you know, of course, when this happens, and I'm sure this has happened to a lot of people out there, is the cops tell you, I can't do anything about it. Just um, go to court Monday morning. Well, this was a holiday and we've flown in town. And the only thing that you and then what happened is since my husband did not show up for that holiday, they were told daddy doesn't love you. Daddy doesn't love you. I mean, he just, you see, he never comes for you. When daddy was sitting at the fire station waiting for these children to be bought. And the only thing you can do as a parent is live your best life. Live your best life. You, you sit, you cry, you're upset, you're frustrated. The only thing you can do, and it's very powerless feeling when someone is not giving you yours, their children. It's a very powerless, helpless feeling. You can go file a contempt charge Monday morning, but they're going to give you a court date six months away. You can pay three grand for an attorney to come and do that. But what are you going to do in the meantime to heal yourself? You cannot control what this parent does. You can't go and physically yank these children. Some people, you know, they, they choose to do that. But you have to make sure that you're okay. If you know you're dealing with a high conflict person that is alienating you from children, lying to them about your involvement, not giving them to you at all, abusing you financially, you have to first make sure you're okay because you can't stand up in court and defend yourself. Um, you can't be a whole partner to your new spouse. And if you have new ch uh, uh, more children on top of this, uh, 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 in addition to this other child, you, you have to be present for these people that are there right now. So I want you to focus on that. Don't let these people control your, your temperament because they're already in control they're not in control of anything, not even themselves. So um, we, I can't see the questions. If anybody's typing, I can't see the questions, Marcus, because it's not coming up. So if you if you pop some questions on the screen, maybe I can answer some. Yeah, pop, let me make sure. Is in and, and guys, I want to make sure that you're writing because I know Be Live it crashed. So if you're out there, I am me or Naja. If you're typing things and we're not seeing them, because yeah, I mean, we were having a steady feed of comments and now I'm not yes. seeing anything. So that's a little odd. That's odd. Let me that's see if um, what's happening with the. Yeah, thing. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm myself too. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't. Um, I just don't have the comments. Oh, okay. Here it is. Okay. Okay. So they're there. Okay. Okay. It's here. It's here. Okay. They're coming through. They're coming through. Okay. okay. I just didn't have it pulled up on my screen. So um, I just went off on a long tangent, like I typically do. But if anybody has any questions or anything to say, then I'm here. So no. 
No, so Naja, let me ask you this. What do you do when you are a parent and you're in the throes of a high conflict s- s- situation? Can you give us what, what are the top three things to do? I mean, so they're not controlling you and that's their goal, right? To make you upset, to throw you off kilter. To so ruin you. Yeah, yes. that's it. I, I published an article on, on my blog, on blendedinblack.com, and it's it's called How to Deal with the Bitter Betty in Your Life or the Bitter Ex in Your Life. And the one thing that this bitter ex wants is they want to ruin you. They want you to hurt like they hurt. They want you to hurt like you hurt them, like their mother, their father, every ex that they've ever had hurt them. All that pain now is compacted and directed at you, whether you deserve it or not. So you need to... You have to remember that you have to find mechanisms. And you asked me three ways. You put me on the spot. But I would say the first thing is find yourself a healthy vice. Find yourself a healthy. Don't turn to alcohol. Don't turn to drugs. Um, Get addicted to prayer. Your vice could be prayer. Your vice could be going to the gym and throwing some iron. When you're mad at that high conflict ex, go in. Go hit the weights. Go hit the treadmill. All of us could stand to be in a little bit better shape. Lord knows I can. So write. One of my vices and the reason that I created Blended in Black, <laughs> um, I, I just, I'm just i a writer anyway by trade. And so my thing was, let me write and emote. But you find yourself something positive to pour into and to, to remove this anger. It's something that you can control. You can control how much you go work out. You can control how much you write. Um, your prayer life, you these things, and uh, those these are things that you're gonna have to work on. And then segueing to number two, one of the other things that you can do is you're gonna have to have some sort of strong faith-based life. Whatever your whatever you call God, you're gonna be calling on Him or Her, whomever, whatever you call God. I'm not, I'm, it's not my place to to teach you to to judge, but um, you're gonna be talking to them a lot. So make sure that you are steadfast in your faith. That's the one thing that holds you down. You, you talk to God. You ask him things. You make requests. You He's made certain promises to you. So that's the second thing I would say do. And the third thing is um, if you are if you are a single person, um, fill your life with joy. Don't make your life all about this court battle or how much child support you're paying or you can't see your children. Or if you're a single mother, don't don't lean on so much of what you do not have. Don't do that. You focus on what you do have. And if you're a person that has moved on into another relationship, you are obligated to serve your family, serve these ones that are in front of you. If you have a parent and I call them counter parents, like some of us have parent, co-parents. Others have counter-parents. Whatever you do, they're going to counter it. They're going to counter it. If this is your journey and this is your struggle and this is what you have in life, I guarantee you that you already have the tools. You're already equipped to deal with it. Um, somebody said, What's the, what does a biological parent gain when she tells a child hurtful things about the other parent? This person is so blinded by their own fury that they gain this temporary satisfaction that they get to undermine you. And maybe they get to hurt this child. And that's my Bishop Ed Stevens. Hey, Bishop, how you doing? Memphis, Tennessee, shout out to Golden Gate Cathedral. What's up, Bishop? So um, the person asked, what does this other parent have to gain? 
This person is blinded by their own fury. They're in a place, they're living and thriving and existing in a place of hatred, not love. You, you and I, we're, we're living in a place of love because we fought to achieve this love. This person simply cannot do that. So they think that they are hurting you. If I tell you that the son that I have with you doesn't want to talk to you on the phone and I tell, and, I, and you hear me saying, hey, Marcus, your son doesn't want to talk to you. I'm going to find him a new father. Um, see, your dad doesn't love you. This child is sitting there internalizing this. And one thing that children do, children, your child is half of you and half of their other parent. If you are teaching to them to hate their other parent, you realize you're teaching your child to hate themselves, right? You're showing this child that you you hate their other parent more than you love them. You are literally taking some, you're stripping your child of, the, of their other identity away and you're not allowing them to have love for this parent. So she asked, what does the other parent gain? They gain temporary satisfaction. And remember, these people that do this, they are not well. They're not well. They're addicted to chaos and turmoil. And they're not living in the same place of love that you are. Not love and forgiveness. They're not. Any more questions? I completely agree. She says something that I thought was very true. And it's, and it's basically little person in me, the little Marcus in me is trying to adult Marcus and it manifests in these these various ways, right? So it's basically she has a series called Help I'm Stuck. And mm. when that little Marcus yeah. it manifests in some very crazy ways. You see where I'm going yes. with that, Nadja? Yes, yes, yes. So one thing that modern psychology um, taught us, Freud taught us, is when you suffer something in your life, you have a real age, which is your age now, 25, ah, just kidding, and you have an age where your brain stops functioning, um, you stop being able to move on. So let's just say I suffered um, some sort of trauma when I was 12 years old. 12 years old, this life-altering thing happened to me. Well, in the proverbial way, in the proverbial sense, I've stopped growing now. Everything in my life is that 12-year-old little girl. I don't, and you know, I grow up, but I stop growing at that point. And so we have to consider that. Like you said, um, what did you say the name of the book was or the paper, the, uh, the, the course was? Yeah, she had a series called Help, I'm stuck. Help, so, yeah. I'm stuck. So yeah. some people are actually stuck in their childhood ages. And this is, you know, it's just one of Freud's, Sigma Freud, we all know who that is. One is just basic principles. So, you know, sometimes you can be stuck when that bad thing in your life happened to you. And it's up to you, unfortunately, to get yourself unstuck because nobody's going to, to pull you out of it. It's up to you to recognize that you need help and then go find you some people that can pull you out of this place that you're you're stuck in, in which you're stuck. Come on, come on. So, so let's 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 dig in a little deeper on this conflict, dealing with high conflict people, mm. people that are uh, technically oppositionally defiant. Like yeah. you said, they're they're basically anti co-parents. Hey, and I love the terminology you used earlier. Counter parent. Um, what was it? 
no your accounts. Account. Your accounts are paying. If you're not a co, you're a counselor. You are against everything that I do. And and you have people out there that are like that. They are not able to share this glory. Um, people like to, when I mentioned uh, about 20 minutes ago, everybody wants to be a victim. And people like to hang their hats on their victimization. And so if my platform, if my thing is I'm a strong single mother and I do it all by myself and this man left me, I'm going to get more sympathy, right? I'm going to get more sympathy. My children are going to look at me like I'm this amazingly strong matriarch. Now, you know, the one thing that I might not be telling people is that I get $10,000 a month in support and I don't allow the father to be involved. Because that way, if I if people knew that, that would take away my victimhood. I don't know if victimhood is a word, but that would take away um, me being perceived as a victim. And so what people do that do that, that's why I say you always have to do your research. But when you're hearing these stories and you're taking the side of someone, um, don't be so quick to do that. Because one thing about it is a counter parent can be very manipulative. They're, they're, they live in their victimhood, so they know how to easily get you on their side. They know how. They know the things to say to evoke emotion in you and to, to get you to help them or to do for them. They know. And so one thing that's also important with high conflict people, high conflict people usually keep a group of friends around them that are also high conflict. I'm the oh. friend that if I see you doing wrong, I'm gonna say, sis, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with what, you, what you're doing. If I had a friend that was keeping a loving father from his child, then I'm not gonna be a part of that mess. I'm going to call you out on what you are doing. That's what I'm gonna do. Ms. Blanco says you're a victim or you can choose to be a victor. Yes, I did a whole piece on that. You gotta pick a side, y'all. You cannot be both the victim and the victor. You gotta pick a side. Me, I choose victory. I chose victory a long time ago. I said, instead of me crying and in my pillow and hating the situation I'm in and resenting my husband for bringing me in this. I said, let me create something so that I can help other people. And when I became okay within myself, I said, okay, now it's time for me to start doing some soul work because I saw a lot of people that were suffering and it wasn't an overnight process for me to get over the anger and, uh, and almost seeing myself as a victim. Eric says, what do I do? When my daughter's mom won't communicate or answer my phone calls when it comes to doing things for my daughter. Eric, I don't if you are in the same city and make a comment. Are you in the same city with your child, Eric? Because if you are, let me tell you what you do. You go up to that school. You go to the school. And if you have a decree or a parenting plan that you show the principal or the administration, you show them that you have the right to be on the phone call list when any sort of updates happen with your child. Um you can you can go and have lunch with your daughter all the time. I would suggest that you you develop a plan and maybe get your daughter a cell phone. You you didn't say her age, but if it's age appropriate, get her a cell phone. Now the mother might not allow her to answer the phone, but then you'll have proof that you are actually that you, that you actually are trying. And I hate to say this, but you know sometimes you do have to go to court, and the courts are very slow about. Um, helping a father and helping you gain your rights, Eric. But one thing you do is you show your daughter, Eric, you are in the same city. If she's school age, take that paperwork up there to the schools and the principals. You don't have to tell them the personal business about you, but you know that you're being alienated because you are being alienated from your daughter. 
you don't tell them you don't need to tell them that if you don't want to but show them that you have parental rights and you show them what is in your decree oh she's 13 so now your daughter is in double digit years uh what happens when we enter double digits is a child's personality is pretty much already formed right around 10 years old they are who they're gonna be then you know adolescent puberty starts adolescence and then they get all crazy because all teenagers are crazy but your daughter's 13 at this point she needs to see that you're making an effort she needs to see that you are making an effort and she might reject you she might have already fallen victim to her mother's brainwashing and alienation but she's gonna get older one day she's gonna grow up and she's gonna remember man my daddy tried my daddy came up to my school he asked me what size i wore and he brought clothes and stuff up to the school when she gets ready to go on summer vacation you say school is the only way that i can see you and you know what man i want you guys to stop being the martyrs if you have a woman a child's mother that's playing the victim you stop being the martyr i'm not saying tell this child everything that's happening but at 13 years old eric your daughter's old enough to know listen your mother is not allowing me contact with you i love you i want to be here with you okay you don't want your daughter to walk around thinking that her dad abandoned her don't do that don't do that so when you go up to that school eric remember you're the adult you run this you are in control she's gonna see you she's gonna see daddy and she might look she's 13 now so she's developed and she thinks she's grown and she's smelling herself when she sees you she's gonna turn into that little baby that she was when you brought her home from the hospital that's how little girls are with their daddy she might be hardened by her mother's hatred but it's up to you to break that and crack the surface so tomorrow i want you to go up there take the administration your paperwork please take them your paperwork and add, and have a conversation with your girl you look her in the eye and you let her know that you're going you're, you're trying you're trying and you love her i hope that helps you eric absolutely and, and eric from a male perspective i know where you're coming from. um eric i would say this at any and all times man respect your daughter's mother in spite of all this and i'm not talking about just in front of your daughter because one thing that i talk about nausea is you can tell the the golden thread in a conversation that is happening even when you weren't part of that conversation so eric my my what i'm saying is respect her your the mother even right though she's not respecting you because at the end of the day that yes. daughter get older and she's going to know what you did and i'm going to tell you eric it is going to speak volumes to her as your father um as her father that you're doing this so continue and i'm talking about even in your private conversations respect her talk yes. about her the affirmative and the positive that you know what if you, the one thing that you can talk about this positive about your your daughter's uh, mother is she brought her into this world and if that's, that's the it. only and sometimes on. that's all you got to talk about that's probably <laughs> buddy but yeah. speak respect and honor honor that woman because she brought your daughter into this world and that's all you got and i'm gonna tell you your daughter she's gonna melt in your yeah. arms hug her like 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 Naja was saying i'm telling you eric from a male perspective your daughter is going to love you for it, man. So Tanisha, you're spot on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, and, um, Eric, Eric, make sure, 
like he said, honor her. If you find yourself still very angry at her for causing this damage to the relationship, sometimes you, you um, if you can't honor her, just don't say anything. Don't address, don't address the mother. I do say don't make yourself a martyr though. What you say is instead of saying your mother won't let me see you, you say, you know, baby, I, I try to see you and it's just not happening. You know, it's just not happening. I'm trying to see you. Or, you know, just don't place the blame on that. Because we just talked a few minutes ago about um, children's identity being both parents. And girls identify with their mothers. But she's about to be a teenager. So she needs to be able to know that she has dad to come to. Because more than likely, this girl's probably going to be living with you in a couple of years. Probably. Mr. McSwain says children are always paying attention to adult actions. We have to be the example and keep it. It's so easy to say, keep it all about the children. I preach that. But sometimes, you know, when we get in our own feelings, it's difficult because we're still, we, we still have feelings. You know, you want to, but your children are watching. They're just mirroring your behavior. That's They're right. mirroring your behavior. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I mean, wow. This is, this is really good stuff. Thanks, Christopher, for uh, chiming in. Eric, thank you for your transparency. Nausea. I mean, the, the comments are still coming in. So, Nazi, oh, I like her name. Rosa Cueto Blanco. Hey, Rosa. Rosa, <laughs> where are you from? Rosa, what is that? Rosa. Is that Puerto Rico? Where are you at? Where are you from, Rosa? Rosa. But hey, I'm, I'm sure she's going to about to comment on that. But I'm uh, Nazia, how much time do you have? Now, see, I understand the family value priority system, right? Yeah. You have a. Y'all been married two years. Yeah, I, I've had you on line for ninety minutes now. If you want to go another thirty? You, if you need to ask him, that's fine. I, I defer so, to the man. And <laughs> Tony, he's in there. He's in there. So I did tell him an hour, and we're about to go out and have a drink. So I have about twenty more minutes, and then I gotta go because I already have my date night dress on. So on. I got about twenty more minutes, and then I'm gonna go. <laughs> All right, you feel? Tell Tony I honor him and yes. I'm it, okay. So yes. you know, we're gonna go another okay. two minutes, okay? Yes. About <laughs> so, 20 more minutes, and then y'all might gotta go bounce. All right, let's go. Let's do it. So, y'all, this is some really great information. Um, I want y'all to share this broadcast, right? Because it's gonna be viewable even after this ends. And I want you to continue to share it because why? This means something. I have seen, I've had friends that I know, Nasha, that I grew up with, where the fathers were being manipulated by the mothers of their children, and they just ended up committing suicide. They couldn't Ooh, handle yes. So prevalent. The Father's Rights Movement, um, I believe once a week, they post a picture of a man that has just um, taken his own life because he fell into a depression. And one thing I'll say is people are kind of predisposed to certain things anyway. And getting in a situation will only exacerbate that. So if you were depressed before, a suffering from some sort of mental illness before, trying to fight for your child might be the thing to push you over the edge. And so you have to find yourself a positive outlet. You have to seek counseling. You have to seek help. Um, Payne, Ms. Payne said, I'm struggling with how to incorporate my stepdaughter's mother post abandoning her child because she wanted to live with her dad and I. Um, so I'm not, wow. I'm not really clear. Your stepdaughter came to live 
with you, stepmom, and her uh, and her biological father, and now she no longer communicates with the mother. I, I, now, I, I, I think that's how I'm interpreting it. So tell me if I'm wrong. I'm gonna speak on my interpretation of what you of how I looked at it. So we got to look at it from the mother's perspective, and this is where I teach compassion. This woman was a mother, probably hung her hat on being a mother. If the daughter wanted to go and live with you guys, then chances are um, mom was kind of tough. Maybe mom was high conflict or something like that. Okay, she says I got it right. Chances are this woman is high conflict. So then she's already living in victim mentality. So now this child was her claim to fame, her key sense of being a victim. I'm a single mother. He left me. He married. He, he married and took on a new wife. And so now this child is no longer in the house to hold on to. So she's humiliated. She's angry. If she's a high conflict co-parent, that means she does not possess the ability to give grace and mercy. So that means now she can't even be graceful about this child being away and said, you know what? I stand down. I, I will be the non-custodial parent. This woman is probably pissed off. And then she's trying to take it out on the daughter too. And so there's nothing you can do to reintroduce this woman into this child's life, number one, because she probably is super humili humiliated that her daughter wanted to live with you, stepmom, and her dad. Out of all that she did for this child, she wants to leave her. You see what a victim will do. A victim will try to run this major guilt trip on you. You What do you do? You don't focus on biological mother at all. You focus on that daughter. I don't know how old your stepdaughter is, but she made the decision to come live with with you and your household. You show, you accept her, you give her love, you discipline her because it's safe. If you have a high conflict co-parent, most high conflict co-parents are not good disciplinarians. They're not focused on teaching this child rules and boundaries. So you're gonna have to do that. Congratulations, that's now your job to list. This child that was probably allowed to be a loose cannon because they saw their parent being a loose cannon, now they're in your home. So you give this girl some boundaries, you give this child some activities, put them in track, orchestra, put them in some sort of activity to um, hold their time and teach them discipline. You give them chores, you make sure they do their homework. You be very honest with them about their situation and their mother's situation. And you teach them to have compassion. You also let this child know. One thing I see that uh, children do, they think they can jump back and forth between households and households. Uh-uh. No, just because I say now you got mad at your mom and you didn't want and you came here. Now, we don't play bouncy house. This ain't no bouncy house type of deal. You're going to stay here. You're going to abide by our rules. And if you go back there, you are totally welcome. The door is open, but you cannot come back here because you've been disrespectful to us. We're not going to play that game. So you got to lay down the law with this 13 year old, because one thing that a child that is raised by a high conflict parent does this child knows how to be manipulative because they've seen their parent use conflict as a means of control so this child they they know how to be manipulative so you you nip that in the bud and you notice when you see it happening so you don't really focus on on bio mom so much um you focus on this child and giving them stability in the household and you also let them know like listen this is your life this is your situation. You have a mother that's not really that involved anymore. Involved anymore. Don't feel sorry for yourself. You're not a victim. But this is part of your journey now. This is what's going to make you great and strong. Absolutely. Hey, Kimberly. 
Hey, Kimberly. This is a good one. This is a good one, Naja. So I'll read this one for you, Naja. You've been reading. So it says, my issue is my stepdaughters, they're twins, living in another state, and my husband sends money for them every month, but he does not get to see them. The agreement was they come on school breaks and holidays, but she hasn't allowed them to come but still wants the money. Naja, I think we need to have your resident lawyer. Was it Marissa, right? Is it Marissa? Oh, I yes. Oh, I yes. The show where Marissa is on because a lot of this – it's hovering around a lot of legal issues. A lot of custody issues. One yeah. thing about it is when you're dealing with custody issues, especially if there's already a custody arrangement, I'm going to tell you this. A parent, if they want to keep your child from you, you can have every court document you want. They're still not going to abide by it. This is this is more an internal thing with them. And so if you have, and and. It, I don't know if Kimberly, you all want to go and try to say, you know what, we're going to take custody and bring the twins to live with us so that they can know their father. You're going to, and I'm not trying to be off-putting here, but unless you're going to write your documents yourself and, and file all your paperwork yourself, you're talking at least a minimum of about five grand in order to get the process started. You can file a contempt charge on this woman if you want to, and the judge can give her a slap on the wrist and say, don't do it again. And then she does it again, but she might have a valid excuse like, well, he's supposed to give me 14 days notice, but he only gave me 12 and a half. You just kind of never really know. So what you can do since you guys are long distance parenting, um, long distance co-parenting with a person that keeps the kids away, you are going to have to do what military families do. And I see a lot of military families do this very successfully. If you can FaceTime with these children and she's allowing phone calls, then you do that. If you can go and visit or if dad can go and visit the children, have dad to go down for a weekend, get a hotel and keep the kids where they are. Yep. You know, and, and I'm so sorry that I, I hate that I have to give advice like this. But in my own Kimberly, I can identify with you because we live in a different state from my stepchildren. And we've also been denied contact we've gone five six seven ten occasions and not been given the kids and we filed contempt charges and dropped ten thousand for a lawyer spent thirty thousand on a case um but if this parent is dead set on being a counter parent then you got to kind of you got to go internally you can go through the legal system it's going to be expensive however um so yes yeah, she still is absolutely going to want to take the money but she doesn't want to work with you guys. Like she just wants you to pay her and go away. Like pay me this money to help me take care of the kids and leave me alone. That's what she wants, Kimberly. I suggest, yep. like I said earlier, if you just, I don't know if you're just tuning in, your husband has to number one, find himself a healthy, positive outlet. And you as a stepmother, you can, we can get very consumed with our husband's issues. We can get so consumed with it to the point to where we're angry. You find you a friend, you find yourself an accountability partner to talk to. Because number one, we have to make sure you and your husband are okay. We got to make sure y'all are fine. And as far as by your mom, keeping the kids away, I don't know if your agreement is a court. You said the agreement was that they come on school breaks and holidays. I don't know if this is like a court agreement or a verbal agreement. If it's a verbal agreement, she can break that. And then she's showing you that you don't, you don't, you can't trust her word. That's fine. If, if you can get yourself some sort of written agreement in court, this woman might, and I've seen some alienating parents be scared straight. 
if you can get something uh, written in court, then yes. Um, Kimberly says, we live three hours away from them with our schedules. It's hard. I'm very consumed. And it's a lot to take on. Kimberly, fame here. That is why I wrote Girl Bye. Because, and it's called, She's Not Going Anywhere, Neither Are You. How to Take Back Your Peace in 10 Days. Sis, if it's consuming you, you got you to gotta get your peace back. I'm at, you got to get your peace back. Because you are no good in a court of law. You're no good to your stepchildren if you are frazzled by something somebody outside of your household is doing. And since it is a verbal agreement, Kimberly, you said, okay, it's a verbal agreement. Sometimes that little magical piece of paper might work. This woman is not honoring a verbal agreement. And she doesn't really care if her children have a relationship with their dad. But she might care if a judge gets involved. And a lot of times, those of us with verbal agreements, some of us might not have um, child support that is being garnished or that we're ordered to pay. And we're kind of afraid. And if that's your situation where you don't want to piss her off by going to court, it might that might be something that you guys have to do. Nadia said, hey, he's going to have to go to court. I would recommend anybody, if you see that you have a co-parent that looks like they might blink and be high conflict, the first thing you need to do is, is at least have orders in place. They're going to break the orders. They're going to break the orders, but you need this for your own peace of mind. You need this to show your children, like, hey, I took your mother to court. You know, when they're when when you're 18 years old and you're sitting across from your son who's a grown man and say, Dad, why did you never come for me? You give your son a box. I keep a box for my husband. I got a big old box. Hopefully we never have to use it. Not looking like we will, but you have to be held accountable for this damage that's, that's done to your children. And you're still going to be responsible for the for whether you create it or not. Um, Ms. Blanco said, try mediation. Court is so nasty and painful for the kids. Yes, I would say, you know, keep the kids out of court if you can. Keep the kids out of court. The kids don't have to come to court with you, but they know when you are mentally frazzled because you've been at court fighting for something that's yours all day. If um, Ms. Lyons, if you're um husband and you said you guys are three hours away and i don't know if you all have court ordered child support that you're paying or not but whatever state whatever county that's in you can go and find a mediator but the other parent would number one have to agree to come into the mediation session um if she's high conflict then more than likely she won't and so then you have to have her summoned to court so go through that process first but Sis, you're going to have to get some paperwork. You cannot go through this next 18 years like this. At least get some paperwork in place, okay? All right. Mm -hmm. Naja, this is good. I think we're going to have to do this. Was, I think this was an amazing episode, but I, I tell you what, I won't be able to do it again if yes. your husband, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> And then my, my, my date time with my wife. So yeah. we're going to have to end this, y'all. We're going to have to end this, Naja. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, Naja, parting words. What would you like to tell the Blended Family Playbook listeners, your listeners, anything you have going on? What do you want to say to them as we get ready to end the night? Most powerful statement you could leave with them right now. I have some ratchet advice for you guys. I'm going to tell you a quick story in two minutes. Yes, Kimberly, girl, go get that paper, girl. Get that paper. Throw that paper on her. So I was coming home one day. My husband and I, we were dating still. Um, 
we 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 had just gotten engaged. And soon as we got engaged and announced the engagement, he got a summons for court. And, um, you know, I realized that it was trying to dampen this, what was what should have been one of the most beautiful times in my life. Um, he got a summons. And so then now he's stressed out and, you know, was asking for more money. And, oh, wow, we have to pay for this wedding. And there was this old man that sits on my stoop, Mr. J, over in Harlem. And he saw me walking in, looking, walking, looking long faced and attitudinal. He said, what's wrong with you, young lady? He calls me Memphis because, you know, you guys know I'm born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, but live in New York now. He's like, what's up, Memphis? What's up, little lady? I said, man, Mr. J, let me tell you about this. And I just told him everything from the time, like every, everything that had happened in, you know, with my husband's ex about the harassing phone calls and emails and the awful things that I had seen, the awful things that had happened to my family, um, just a result as a result of me being with a man with children. Um, and he said, Let me tell you something. And you guys, this is ratchet advice, but I didn't make this up. He said, Don't you let no trick <laughs> that missed her blessing make you miss out on yours. And I was like, now, this is an old school player, so you guys know they use words like that. I don't use words like that, but it resonated with me so well. Basically, there's a person that's reeling whose key mission is to piss you off and make you angry and make you live a part of the hell that they reside in. Don't you let that trick that has missed your blessing make you miss yours. And the word trick, I think that's, I don't know if that's like profane or whatever. Um, don't you let that person that has missed out cause you to do the same. There's a lot of step parents and I have a special place in my heart for stepmothers. There's a lot of single mothers. I especially have a special place in my heart for single mothers. There's a person out there that's missed their blessing and now they're watching you live their blessing. They're watching you live that. So girl, you better go live it. Sir, dad's out there, the one that can't see his uh, daughter. Don't you let that mother make you miss your blessing with this child. Your child is your blessing. You go around her. Okay, so um, you guys know I'm Naja Hall, family life coach, creator of Blended in Black and the writer of Girl Bye. Um, those are the words that I have for you. So I hope that helps somebody. It was very raw what I just said, but I hope I hope you can turn it around and use it for uh, your own betterment. Absolutely. Naja, I want to tell your husband, thank you for. Um, bringing on a little bit of his time as well. Yes. Um, let's let's do this again, Naja, and let's add a few more yes. people to the uh, to the talk. I think this was amazing. Um, well over 118 comments in this oh. hour. I mean, no, actually more than that. I mean, wow. Um, look at all this coming through. I mean, it's just they're coming through. Mm, wow. See. Yeah. Hey. Tanisha, I hope this helped. Um, man, uh, Miss Payne, I, I hope it was timely. But y'all, I want you to know you can survive this. You can yes. make it give up, deploy kindness into the relationship, even when it's not being reciprocated. God is going to bless you beyond measure for you doing the right thing for mm -hmm. your husband or wife and most importantly, those kids. So do yeah. what you know is right. Even when you don't feel like it, don't get petty. 
follow the words of what Naja was stating, live by the platinum rule, treat them as they should be treated, not as you want to, because sometimes you want to go upside their head. Sometimes you want to get <laughs> yes. the way they should be treated. And I guarantee you, those children, your husband, your spouse, they're going to they're going to love you for it. So I'm just letting you know, strong talk on today. Naja gave it to you. You brought it, Miss Hall. Thank you so much. We got to do this again. Me. Absolutely. Oh, this, has been, this has been Absolutely. amazing. So, Nadia, you go ahead. I'm showing all these con. Man, we they're they're coming. So, Eric, thank you. Everybody who responded today and gave some transparency. We love y'all. Follow us, Marcus Holmes on Instagram, Naja Hall, Blended in Black, MarcusHolmes.com. You can find us out there. This will be rebroadcasted again, so you can look at it in its entirety. Share it, guys. We love y'all. Naja, y'all go out there, have some nice rosé. Oh, wait, Rosa, and, um, Rosa asked a question. Yeah. Um, did you, you still doing the book giveaway? Like, how are you going to do that? Hey, Rosa, the book is available at Girl by dot info not dot com girl by dot info um that's the that's the page you can go and get more information on it right from there and also marcus is doing a giveaway so marcus what are the stipulations of the giveaway because i'm going to put these books in the mail in the morning so i need your address like i'm whomever the winners are i'm gonna go mail them tomorrow morning i'm gonna tell you what so I got to go through and see who shared and, and commented first, whether it was on Instagram or, or Facebook or Twitter, right? So let me go through those channels and whoever won, I'll announce them. I'll even put them on our Instagram feeds and I'll copy you in. Yes. Um, guys, make sure whoever you are, uh, you're going to IM or DM Naja your address. I'll let you know. I'll do that tonight. I promise. I'll do that tonight so you so can mail them on. You're going to let the winners know who they are. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you Why don't you pick your winners and then just send me a list of the addresses? Okay. And also, if they don't want a physical work, it is a workbook. So, you know, writing stuff in a workbook helps, but... You know, I had there's an ebook available as well. So if they want an ebook, then that's something that I can just I can email them the ebook and all of the videos, the whole packet tonight. So you can really pick more than three. You know, you can pick three winners for the physical book and however many you want for the ebook. That's fine. Exactly. Oh man, you guys are awesome. You've been yes. so gracious to us. Um, so Nadia, I'm. Let's know that she loves y'all too. Y'all have a great night. Go and kiss your spouse. Go and kiss your kids. If you haven't seen them of all that drama, send them a virtual kiss. Pray for them and, and just try to love on them the best way you can. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Nasha, you have a good one. All right. Thank you, you so have much. A good night. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.